Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this third day of July. Got some good birthdays coming up and some stuff that happened on this day. I'll tell you about in a little bit here. But as we start this hour, saying good morning, Georgia. Good morning. And a special good morning to you fine folks in Swanee. Oh, Swanee. In Swanee. Wow. There's all, all kind of stuff out there in Swanee. My goodness. We have the defending state champions, uh, Collins Hill. Uh, it's from uh, from out, out in Swanee area. So we watch out for them and see what they do this year. Um, and of course, they lost a lot of folk. You know, Travis Hunter's the biggest one. And of course, he's at Jackson State. Which, which leads us into Yes, our, it does, our, our special our, guest. Yes. And I don't know which one of you guys are responsible for this, but we couldn't be happier and thank you. Our special because we don't normally put people on top of the hour. No. Unless they're, they're special. Yeah, they're special. They're doing something special. They've had special achievements. And Rich Freeman, we want to welcome you this morning, sir, the head coach, Morehouse. And, and, and before we get into football and all other stuff, we just want to ask you, how has your summer been so far, sir? Well, it's been pretty pretty much loaded. Um, we, we had some field renovations, and we, we took full advantage of that because we're going into our fifth uh, camp, once we uh, fourth camp, I should say, once we get kicked off for this weekend. Okay. Now, listen, before – again, you are a proud Tennessee State alum. All right, and we're going to talk at some point about what they're going to be doing in a couple seasons heading up to Notre Dame. But I just want to get your thoughts. You know, you've been doing this for a while, and the other HBCU coaches that we've talked to were interested in their thoughts on what they have seen as far as the growth and visibility of the HBCU programs over the last you know few years. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and how does that make you feel? It actually makes me feel really good. It's- it's been quite an explosion uh, for a number of factors. You know, you you have what's been happening to uh, black folk. You know, you got the uh, social media age where people are able to bring things to the light. And so now uh, a lot of black folk are sending their kids, African-Americans sending their kids to HBCUs, you know, to so they can capitalize off of their, their heritage and culture and learn learn a good bit about themselves other than a narrative that has been put out there for many, many years. Uh, then you have these polarizing figures like Deion Sanders that have, have come in and done some great things to bring exposure and visibility. And so it's kind of putting us into some good situations where we're getting uh, some of the, the top talent that we've gotten from an academic standpoint and athletic standpoint uh, over the years uh, and in the past. And it's it's a good time for us, and we're, we're trying to capitalize off of that at this point. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Coach Rich Freeman from Morehouse College. He is social. You can follow him on Twitter at rfreeman42, at rfreeman42. Coach, always good to catch up with you. You are, in, in, in light of that and all of the attention that HBC is receiving now, in this event uh, last year, the Mega Camp, was so big, uh, and so many young people want to see what they could do to get in front of the coaches from the other HBCUs as your group as well. Um, talk about what's coming up this weekend and, and what you hope it, it, it will achieve. Well, uh, definitely trying to pick it back off of what happened last year. You know, we had over 2,000 kids uh, to show up for the camp. And, you know, we, we have two days of uh, camp coming up on Friday. Uh, we're going to have a showcase for transfer portal kids and for you know, all the uh, transfers that want to get re-recruited, prep school guys. 
and then uh, that will begin at 4 o'clock, and, uh, 4 o'clock p.m., and then we'll have a steel session uh, beginning at 545, and, and that will be held at Lakewood Stadium. Uh, and then Saturday, it will be the granddaddy of all camps. That will be the HBCU Mega Camp, and that will be held at uh, Lakewood Stadium. And it's going to be more than just a camp. You know, we're going to have, um, you know, admission teams on hand from various HBCUs uh, to help familiarize the parents that will be there watching and cheering their kids on with the admission process and uh, try to get them more acclimated to HBCU. So it's going to be more than just a skill development, be more than just a football camp. I think it's morphing into an affair. Hey, Coach, this is Eric. So I like that fact that you said you're going to have more than just a camp because you're going to try to educate parents. You're in the same situation because you have a young student athlete at your home that's looking to go through this process. Speaking from the parent perspective, name a few things that you find out that most parents don't know about the recruitment process and what steps that need to be taken. Well, you know, it's it's definitely more than just sending an email and – getting upset that the coach didn't respond to an email to recruit your, your young man, your kid. You know, it's a lot of times in Division two, you only have about 36 scholarships to give out. And when you only have 36 scholarships to give out, you know, that kind of shrinks the amount of kids that you can recruit every year. So sometimes, you know, that coach or that coaching staff may not have the ability to find that player that student athlete, but that student athlete may have the opportunity to find the coach by attending various camps, you know, by getting on that campus, by getting admitted in the school. So you can get much further ahead of the game by being a, more assertive and seeking out the, the possible institutions that, you, that you'd like to go to and, you know, kind of recruiting yourself, recruiting the school, recruiting the coach. That's happening more often than not nowadays. Well, of course, the recruiting game has changed a lot, Coach. Because of the COVID year, some student athletes got another season of play, another year of school. And you combine that also with the transfer portal, there's a lot of players that already have collegiate experience who are looking for a place to play. It makes it very challenging for the parent, but also makes it challenging for for you and your coaching staff. And I saw a lot of you members of your coaching staff out this spring at some of the scrimmages. You guys could get back on the high schools uh, and go back to to things at the high schools this year. And I got to commend you. Your your folks were out there. But talk about that that process and uh, how you're navigating that. Well, you know, it's it's a very fluid time. You know, you you can't really – and as coaches, we're making some adjustments just like the parents and just like the – prospects are making adjustments as well. You know, we have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we do have 17 um, juniors on our team that could be seniors with us being a four-year institution without grad school. You know, so now you, you have to tell yourself, do you fill these 17 slots that you're losing? Do you go back and get uh, high school talent or do you get transfer portal talent? With us, you know, you got to be able to come in and be just as good academically. You got to be better academically than you have to be uh, athletically. So we go after that talented high school kid still. But at the same time, we 
have to reach out to some of those uh, colleges that have really high academics as well. You know, we've reached out to some of the Ivy League schools from the transfer portal, uh, reached out to some of the military academies, being Air Force and uh, Army, uh, and those are some of the – we have a limited selection of where we can choose from in terms of transfer portal. So we're all gonna always going to be a high school-driven uh, recruiting base. But at the same time, you know, if you're coming from uh, a four-year institution, even a two-year institution, that kid has to have a degree, you know, has to have a competitive GPA. And so those are some of the things that need to be considered. It has to be some level of assertiveness from that family, meaning the kid needs to apply for school needs to uh, research how much it costs to go to Morehouse and some of these other small, um, smaller Division II colleges need to research how much it costs because sometimes you may have to engage the financial aid process or auxiliary scholarships uh, such as other sports or even academic scholarships. Morehouse head coach Rich Freeman joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929thegame.com. Uh, give us your pluses and minuses to NILs right now. It's not it's not going away, and the money that's being uh, spent on these kids. What are your what are your thoughts on it? Well, definitely the pluses. I think you have so much revenue that's being made, um, you know, on the college level, and you know, we we really it's apples and oranges when you talk. Division two, Division one, AA, uh, FCS to SEC, you know, Big Ten, Pac Ten, you know, those Power Fives. We're talking average apples and oranges, and so that's the plus um, on those levels. It's basically like a professional sport with the money that's being generated. You know, you pay ten bucks for a parking space, fifteen bucks for a parking space, six bucks for a hot dog. You know, um, ten bucks for a beer at a Atlanta Falcons game, and then you pay the same thing at the Georgia Bulldogs game. And the difference is Matt Ryan has a hundred million dollar contract, and you know the quarterback at the University of Georgia had a scholarship legally back in the day. Both coaches made somewhere north of five million bucks, so the same revenue is being generated. But now um, that young man can can uh, profit from some of the, the revenue that's being generated off of his back. So that's the the pro side of it. The negative side, uh, for especially for small colleges like us, you know, it's, it's still a lot of nuances there that you may not know of. You may not have an infrastructure uh, to be able to help facilitate those things. And then if you do help facilitate uh, those NILs, you know, it seems to be more scrutiny on small colleges as far as NCAA is concerned. You don't hear of a, you hear of a lot of smaller colleges getting hit with NCAA violations and sanctions more than you do of these bigger colleges who has legal teams and, um, you know, um, infrastructures to be able to, to to safeguard some of their staffs from the you know the rules and the strict nature of the NCAA. So on one hand, it's a good thing, whereas the athlete who is 
again, assertive and can be able to promote and advertise, advertise himself and his brand. He can, he can be able to make, he or she can be able to make money off of that mm-hmm. and good money. Yeah. But, you know, it's a high expectations. Like I get calls from parents and I get calls from, um, you know, alums and people, Hey, why don't we have, what are you doing to get us uh, in uh, NIL? And they don't, they don't know that look, that has to be initiated by an outside force. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to the bank of America saying, Hey, look, give Morehouse the NIL. And then, that could come back and that could be an NCAA violation. So it's, it's so many nuances there, you know, that you have to be able to work through and sift through. But if you can get it, I think it's the best thing nowadays to slice bread. Wow. We're wrapping things up with Coach Rich Freeman. Um, and, and we got to get you back sometime to talk about this schedule. You guys are going up to New Jersey to take on Howard. The week before that, you're playing the alma mater. You playing West Georgia? He got his hand over his heart. And, and, and West Georgia's coming to play here at Morehouse. We are gonna get into that, Coach. But we gotta let you go once again. Give us the details for for next weekend for people who have young people that want to participate in the camp. Sure, come on out. Uh, we'll get started first thing on um, sa- uh, Saturday morning. Our first session will be at nine o'clock, and that's with the running backs and linebackers at uh, Lakewood Stadium. Second session, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, defensive backs. That'll be at 11 o'clock a.m. And then the final session will be from um, 2 o'clock to 3.45. Shout out to the minority coaches of um, of uh, Georgia. And that's the group that we're partnering with. Ahmad Tinker has done a, a great job at revolutionizing football camp. So I'm looking forward to having a festive day. And come on out and let's have a good time. All right, that's the camp. You will go to uh, to the mega camp and go to the website and they get more information, uh, what you need to bring and what you need to do to be a part of it. Coach Freeman, always great catching up with you. Looking forward to seeing you real soon. And have a wonderful holiday weekend. Hey, you do the same. Thank you guys for having me. All right. We we didn't get too much into the tennis, you know, talking about his alma mater and that, that game they got coming up, not this upcoming season, but the following season. Yeah. Somebody writing a big check to them. Yeah, yeah. Eddie George and them, Tennessee State going up to Notre Dame. Uh, if they're still in, well, they're still independent. Yeah, they, they may make may, they may make a decision as have, a school to pull everything out of the ACC. Yeah, and that's another conversation because of all this movement going on with the conferences. Anyway, we have got Dustin Long joining us next. NBC going to talk a little NASCAR. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Huh? It does, and we were talking about her daddy yesterday. Yeah. Nat King Cole, first variety show, uh, first African-American with a variety show. Didn't last very long. I think Sammy Davis Jr. was the next one. We um, talking way back 60. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I just know this insignificant information. Which, by the way, what we do here, <laughs> 929 The Game, at least that's what I do. 
Uh, again, Sam Gray. Let me let you know about something, Sam. I haven't read this and let you know what Odyssey is up to. Okay. My glasses are all sideways on me. My glasses are like they, they're sitting on me like Quincy Jones's was sitting on his head okay. when he did We Are We Are, we the, are world. the World. I remember, and, and, that, I remember that. Man, look. they was like Quincy, pull your glasses down. <laughs> dive into the uh, dive. Excuse me, not drive. See, I had to pull glasses down. Dive into the history and culture of baseball's uh, unofficial rule book. That's one of the things that drive you crazy, don't these unofficial rules? With Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Unwritten looks at all the secret and not-so-secret guidelines that big leaguers follow while playing the game. Ron and Jeremy are going to give you players' perspective on bat flips, bean balls, brawls, and a whole lot more. Now, this week's episode on how to talk to an umpire. Right, this is is there a certain of, way to talk yeah, to Yeah, man, there's a, there's a certain etiquette you got to have. You can't be throwing out gonna, certain words. You're going to offer him some you know. Starbucks or something in the morning. Hey, in the morning, let's have a couple of Starbucks. Yeah, well. Because whatever, what, whatever it is you're having a disagreement over. Well, Ron know. and Jeremy peel back the curtain on those heart-to-heart discussions with the men in blue. So he will be, they'll be able to answer those questions. You can't take one of, the, one of the words from George Carlin, seven dirty words you can't say on television, and say it to an umpire. Unless you're trying to get thrown out to protect your player, which... Our former that manager here, Bobby Cox, was, was great at. He loved it. He knew the word. He said, <laughs> I think you said this once to me. You didn't say the word because you don't cuss. But you could say Bobby just said that two steps out of the dugout as he was walking toward the umpire because <laughs> he knew he was getting thrown <laughs> he out. He knew he was getting thrown out, man. He get that foot, that one foot on the top step and, like, and, and the word would come out and the guy would just turn around and just. We got a show. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, there, if it's happened already. You know, shame on me for not seeing it, but I would love to get, you know, obviously the big three pitchers from the Braves and ev- whoever else could tell great stories and nothing but Bobby Cox getting thrown out of the game stories. Oh, my goodness. Because he's the leader, right? He's, right. He's it, it been thrown out. It, it, would go on, it, it would go on for hours. But they got to be great stories. They oh, got to yeah. be funny as can be. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that's something I like to. But anyway, getting back to how we started, this is not why you called. What's the dynamic between player and umpire, pitcher and umpire, manager and umpire? And what are those magic words to get tossed? Download Unwritten on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to get that. I want to get. I want to range that sit down with those three guys. Who else would you bring in to talk about? Oh, I- I- any of the guys that played during that time. Chipper, obviously, but I mean, but the I- pitch- anybody. Le- oh, Leo. That's it. Leo. Because, see, before he left the dugout to go cuss at an umpire, he's sitting next to Leo, right? And so Leo heard the. I'm gonna go do everything, boy. If he does this one more time, he's he's you know got what, though, the lead you know up what, stories. I would imagine. Leo was so close, though. He's probably sworn to secrecy. There's a lot of stuff I Leo know, probably won't I, tell you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff he probably won't tell you. Shout out to Leo Bazzoni. <laughs> he's going to go the Braves Hall of Fame this year. He, 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 really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that that'll be a great weekend when they when they do that. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. On this July 3rd, obviously, we are still trying to get a hold of our guest. We will continue that. But you know what? When you can't get Dustin Long, who we've had on the show many times from NBC, to talk NASCAR, we obviously, as we wait for him, take a second and talk about the Quaker State 400. Why not? Next week, right here, we had Brandon Hutchinson on yesterday, who, by the way, if you were not listening, the executive vice president and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You got bit, the title right. You got the title right. I did. I didn't even have to look at any notes. And and has been there for, I mean, grew up there uh, and, and, and took the helm from Ed Clark, yes. who he learned from, right? Yes. And we yes. love us some Ed Clark. Yes. Being there all those years, there was a story that he didn't know that you told yesterday on the air. And I think it's worthy of being told again. Because it was we were talking about 
Richard Petty. His birthday. And it was his birthday yesterday. And all you said was the king. Yeah, I did. Right? And I said 85 years old. When I said 85, you should know. Who else? You know, it ain't LeBron. No. When you said that that the king in 85, I'm like, okay. And you told the story about how he signs his autograph. Would you please repeat that for everybody? Because Brandon Hutchison, when he came on with us, says, Sam, I didn't know that story. And he's got his autograph there with him. Yeah, in his office. He right? got it in his office. I said, you all, you need to frame that, not just because it's Richard Petty, but because of what Sam said. But please, tell the story again. As we look at Margaret Court, who's yeah. at, at, at Wimbledon. And, and she's kind of an angry woman. Well, well, also a lot of people, you know, that's the record with Serena and whatnot, but she's being interviewed. A- anyway, we talked about Richard Petty and the, the fact in, in the day and age when, you know, NASCAR was, wasn't on, on TV every week. Nope. Wasn't on TV every week, and most of the races that were on, most of them were like, you know, tape delayed or – like the first one I went to, um, you know, the race was on Sunday. The ABC would edit it down and put it in Wide World of Sports. The next Saturday is when we, when you, when you, when you would see NASCAR. But during those days, Richard Petty was the name. Each and every week was there with a the chance to win in the 43 car. And uh, he signed autographs. And one thing he decided he would never turn down. If anyone wanted a Richard Petty autograph, he was going to auto. He signed an autograph for him. Right. There's several things that he promised as a young driver. First of all, he promised his mommy would never have anything alcoholic on his car. Which beer was a sponsor back then? Now, now I never now, heard that story. Now, now liquor is, is, yeah. is, is you know what I mean? He, <laughs> like to say brown, brown liquor. And and you remember the origin of the of the sport had to do with oh, it running moonshine. So Wendell Scott, Miss well, no, Wendell was just one of them. All of yeah. them doing it. <laughs> Junior John, Junior Johnson, all of them dudes back true. in the day, right? Uh, and so Petty's he, he promised his mom that he would never put any of that on his car. Now tobacco, you couldn't. Hard right. to avoid. You're in, in North Carolina, right. and, and Winston was underwriting the whole doggone thing. So you, you weren't going to tell that. But, you know, STP was his, you know, big sponsor for, for many, that many blue years. 43, three, 43 car. 43 car. But never turned out autographs. And because I'm sure the cars didn't have this great power steering back in the day, he's wrestling with this steering wheel mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they want to save him so he can do, do his job while he's not going to turn out autographs. He said, look, man, the way you sign an autographs, you're going to move your wrist around. We got to save that. You know, we, we can't, you know. So they sent him to a trade school. And I forget which one. I don't know if it was in Greensboro or somewhere in High Point or whatever. But but he but he went there and they taught him how to draw his name without breaking his wrist. So he draws his name. And if you Google it right now, look at Richard Petty's autograph. Beautiful. If you Google, look at it. It's it, beautiful. It, it, it is a work it, of art. It is a work of art. If you ever get the man to stop and, and do it. And the thing of it is he's not at the racetrack every week. You know, these days, uh, when he's there, it, it's kind of special. Everybody wants to say hello to him um, with his car. He kind of follows it from home, you know, some, especially during the time of COVID. He was, you know, following from home and not coming to the track. Um, but um, if he's there, of course, you can't you can't miss him. He's wearing them big hats. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and if he has time, you, you, you ask him, he never turns down uh, a request for an autograph and get him to write it on something nice. Don't just go yeah, get, get with a napkin. Don't go get a napkin from Popeyes and say, "Here, <laughs> what you Although, sign, Do you go sign. buy the Popeyes first and get him a shake piece of chicken. Get him a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I, a that'll chicken get you an autograph. There you go. That'll really get you an autograph if you do that for it. But you know, find something nice for the man to sign. Uh, you know, if he comes in next weekend, it'll be nice to see him if he's at the track next weekend. There's a lot happening though. We got music going on. Down oh man, here. it's please. I want to go. Yeah, ride, there's so many things. Mecha- I would think you and I. Go down and ride. Now are they next to each other. How are they positioned? But they got two mechanical bulls. Yeah, 
I take you on. Yep. Yeah. I, I challenge I, you. I had a chance to ride on one of them <laughs> once, and I passed. I said, you know what? That's okay. That was, that was mine. I didn't trust. It. I didn't trust the guy that was running it. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? No, we'll, we'll get to a lot of stuff. Who else is like that? Who else holds that position in American professional sports? We we, that, we, we talk about it because we've lost so many in recent years. Your Arnold Palmer's and, and well, people okay, like, so like, Jack like in golf. You know? Uh, Jackie, yeah, but, but, but I mean, Palmer was there a little ahead of him, though. Right, but I'm saying right now, right in 2022, yeah, yeah. that they show up and they are, you know, they're as soon as you see them, everybody starts to genuflex, right? It's it, Richard Petty's that NASCAR. I think Jack Nicholas is there with golf, but who else is there? Who else know. is it? Who I is mean, it? I, I mean, think the one that was in football is passed last year, and it wasn't a player; it was the announcer. It was John Madden. John Madden, one of those. I mean. To me, it's those guys who were there when the sport went from black and white to color with, to, with okay. TV. You know, and Richard Petty was one of those guys when he started. Yeah. When Arnold Palmer, when they started, everything was black and white. They, they, that, that's how far they go back. And when the public consciousness and television really kicked in with those sports, they were the main person. They were the main draw. They brought people out to watch. And so, yeah, Richard Petty is, is one, of the, one of those. Baseball. Know, who would it be in baseball? Wow. If there is one. Come on there in is here, now Eric. Your, your, your oldest, your, your, well, your oldest living active player right now, or your greatest living active player since we lost Hank Aaron. Is obviously Willie. Is, is, is okay, Willie Mays. so Willie shows up. You know, Willie, we, not we, that that warm and fuzzy though. But no, yeah, you got to no, acknowledge not, him. But, but you got to you, yeah. you got to acknowledge his greatness. You, got, you know, at, at, at this stage, so of, you got of Willie, life and you got Jack, you got Richard Petty, football. Who would he be in football? I said John Madden would be the easy answer, but he's he, gone as, as a coach. But I mean, as far as a player. I don't know. I saw something last night with Roger Staubach. You know, I mean, you 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 go back too long that time. Probably Jim Brown. Oh yeah, I, I'm exactly. Think, I'm, I'm sorry, Jim's yeah. not doing well right now. Yeah, so. no, yeah, but if he if he shows up, yeah. they have him at a place. Yeah, yeah, if he shows up though, that, that that's when he's that's at the, the NFL thing. honors, mm-hmm. they stop and yeah. they do it. So yeah, Jim Brown, their baseball, we still working on basketball. I think it'd be Bill Russell. Bill Russell probably, or or Jerry West. I mean, we, mm. we did watch the show. I don't, you know, he's 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 the logo for a reason. I know, but you know, he's, you know, especially since that the winning time has come yes, out. Folks got to learn kind out. of surly person. He may or may not be, depending on if you want to believe the. He's the upset fiction. about that. Yeah, yeah he, he was. He was had a real problem that. with not that. About that, you know, uh, and he also put one of the postseason awards with Bob Cousy's name on one of those. Awards. He could be the logo. No, he not. Uh, the more I think about it, no, he not Bill Russell. Not in that category. The guy was one and eight in finals. He was, okay. and he was called Mr. Clutch. You think somebody today was one and eight, and he called Mr. Clutch? I get well, it. I it's no, not all his fault. It's a team I sport. understand that. I understand that. But you know, the star always gets blamed for that, and it, it, it may not be his fault. He had some great players around right. him. Right. He had a big but, old dude in the middle. Yeah, and he had Gail Goodridge and and, and 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 who else? might think Elgin Baylor was there with him. Yeah. But Pat Riley. He unfortunately, <laughs> he unfortunately um, is guilty by association. And especially during a time when the Celtics did what they did. Yeah. What am I leaving out here? Baseball, basketball, football, uh, hockey. We just got through coming off with the NHL finals. Who would that be? I don't know that I'm the person to answer that. Yeah. But is there uh, an all – Bobby I mean, Orr right now maybe? Okay. I Bobby think Bobby Orr. Hull is still around too. Is Hull still in? Okay. Tony Esposito. I'm sure there's people screaming at the radio right yeah, now. Yeah, they are right now. They're throwing stuff at the radio. But right anyway, now. it's just – as we talked about Richard Petty, you know, the few and far between – that are in his elevated seat that he sits in, and when they walk in, people just you know it's like the parting of the of, yep. the, of the river. Go ahead. Yep, yep. Uh, the day they're riding on the road course, they're up at Road America up in Elkhart Lake, and uh, Chase Elliott is on the pole for that race. Uh, of course, Dawsonville. He had a, a very eventful week. He was at the College Football Hall of Fame 
uh, this week, his trophy that he won as cup champion, yeah. along with the Braves trophy and along with the, the Georgia's national championship trophy, all celebrated in town. Of course, he'll be racing here next weekend. He won last week's stop in Nashville. Right. So you wonder if the nine crew has figured something out because they had the hiccups. I mean, when he came through here this in the spring for the spring race, right, yeah. he got out of his car and sprinted. Out of there. He wouldn't talk to anybody. Hey, Sam, so, yeah. he also was a guest right here on 92.9 The Game earlier this week. Yeah, because when we was in town. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chase Elliott is in town. Let's see if he can win today. Well, y'all back, need back see, wins. when you said that, I was waiting for the audio to come popping up. But you just teased the whole audience there. It's, uh, now I got my mouth all ready for some Chase Elliott. He ain't got nothing to play. We're going to play some kind I, of, I didn't know he was going to bring that up. Uh-huh. Well, you brought it up. You got to have your finger on the button there. Listen, uh, do yourself a favor, everybody. If you haven't already got yourself situated and when you're going to go down there, go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and see everything that is going to take place starting this, this upcoming week and be a part of it. If you don't have tickets to the race, there's still a ton of things to do to enjoy yourself down at the track. And once again, are you surprised when you – Talk to people, the amount of people who've never seen yeah. that track yeah. and the, yeah. the size of it. The first time y'all see a NASCAR track, you're going to be taken aback. Just like football stadiums, no, this is this is something different. It really is. It's it something really completely is. different. It's Sam and Greg. We're going to switch gears. And, oh, it's the it's the segment everybody waits for. Eric's World. That is coming up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this third day of July. Everybody get ready for tomorrow. But remember, this is the fifth amateur day slash weekend. Amateur day slash night slash weekend. We're getting ready for tomorrow because you and I are going to be down there on the Yes, we will. We just want to tell our audience be very. Up close and personal look at Peachtree Road Race. Be very careful. Out there, we got no time going to hospitals visiting our listeners, so you guys just know amateur, fifth one of the year. We'll run this whole list down to you later on. But just just be careful out there. Yeah. And um, I, I'm sorry we didn't talk about something, but are you going to bring up uh, during Eric's World, kind of connected to the guests we didn't have last segment and talk a little NASCAR? Because Okay, because I wanted to mention you're going to do that? Okay. Um, we're doing little signals here. Okay, yeah, make sure. hand, He hand mentioned hand. something before the show, and I didn't. Okay. We, we were going to talk about it during our segment with maybe with, with Dustin, but it didn't happen, so I didn't want to scrap it. So I want to make sure because it's it's praise to Eric. Okay. Something that he did. So did we do? By the way, the uh, Good Morning Georgia. Yeah, we, we did. At the top that. of the hour. We did top of the hour. And I, I took care of all that stuff. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Talking about Collins Hill and things like that. Okay, just yeah. making sure. All right. Well. Mr. Slaughter, the floor is yours. It's Eric's world. Well, guys, we appreciate it here on the 4th through July Eve, Eve what yeah. we're having here on this Sunday morning. And, guys, make sure you bring uh, – might have some weather issues tomorrow morning. That's what so I heard. bring uh, – I mean, I know those tents, you know, might keep you covered, but you might want to bring a, a galosh or a – A galosh. Man, don't say that, A dude. galosh. We hope it won't be that bad. Actually, I got two feet, so I would need both us. I'd, be, I'd have to put galoshes. the S on there. Okay. Would they even sell still – you know, I, <laughs> there's certain things that just don't happen anymore in the name associated with them. But it's just funny because this is the name. You don't hear it. Do they still make rubbers? 
You talking about the booties? Of course I am. <laughs> of course <laughs> I am. You talking about bad weather? I mean, I would, I would assume that's they what they do. were called. Yeah. Well, I, oh, yeah. Am I right? And my father had had a pair right there at the back door. Yeah, they have them right there to put them on. <laughs> well, growing up in the Midwest, you needed them a lot. I'm sure those things know, are with the snowy melt and stuff like that. Are, are to are to shoes and boots what visors are to hats. Rubbers. It's just like there should be more to them. Mm. That's probably why they stopped making them. But anyway. That's not why you called. Go ahead. No, it's all good. And what uh, Greg was um, kind of preluding to a little bit. So yesterday we had our guest, Brandon Hutchison, the executive vice president and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. And when I put an article up on 92.9 The Game, I thought one of the best moments we had on our show was a fact when he talked about how cost-friendly that the executives try to make – Atlanta Motor Speedway to be, and I put in the article that there are some events that are free for young children, and some events they are as cheap as ten dollars. And and you know the headline of the article says that Atlanta Motor Speedway is a cost friendly, family fun event. And I put in there that you can go to to the website and you can you know there's more than just the the race. By the time the race comes on Sunday, you've missed out on expos. You've missed out on. Yeah. I thought one of the funnest things was he said you can bring your car. Yeah. Well, and yeah, go we out talked about on that. the track. I, listen, if it was the car before I had this one, see, I've just decided I'm not getting nice cars anymore. I've gone through. I've had the nice car. I've had the speed car. I've had all the cars. I got a car now that's accommodating the Jesse. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not putting a dog in the, the back seat of a nice Jesse car. Mobile. I can't. And this goes back to Roxy too, the other dog we had. So now I don't mind. I got into an accident uh-huh. right here on 15th Street. Oh, and 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 cracked up the la- I had a Honda Accord. Okay, and, and you know. Dual exhaust. I was, but it was a nice one. It was like you know, it was it was a it was a it was a nice one. But anyway, I got into an accident, uh-huh. and the car got totaled right uh-huh. here before I was supposed to go out with Rashad Ritchie. And I, I, the car actually still drove for a little bit, and I drove right over to, to Curry and had to junk it. But I was still in shock as I was told because I don't remember doing the segment. Really? Yeah. Is I'm I'm being serious about this because wow. I would do Good Day Atlanta. I left Good Day Atlanta, came here. To do Rashad Ritchie's show on WAOK and then go on V103 with Ramona. And some dude smacked me right there on 15th Street, right in front of the, you know, museum here. Right? And I was in such shock. I was like, so after the cops came and all this, okay, you're driving, you need a tow truck. I said, no, I got to go over here and do a segment. I was still on just fumes. Wow. And I drove over here to Century, I mean to Century, to Colony Square, parked the car, went upstairs and did the sh- did my segment, casting that, call that, segment. That, that's a professional. And dude looked at me. He's like, what's wrong with you? Rashad Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Dr. Rashad yeah. Ritchie. As I have on my WALK shirt. Yeah. That's my buddy. He's like, yeah, what's, what, what, what's wrong with you, man? And I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. He goes, no, nah, you, ain't, you ain't fine. And then, then went and did. Uh, Cause, cause wow. I would have still been out on Peachtree Street. My back, my neck, my yeah. neck and no, my back. <laughs> the guy hit me, and there was a cop literally across the street giving a ticket. Wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, you got so you had all kinds of witnesses. My, you had exactly. traffic cam footage. But my point for saying that is, I had to get rid of that car, and the renter car was a SUV, the first SUV I ever had, and it was small one, nice one, and you know, perfect. So then, when it was time for me to get a car, it's like I'll just get another one of these. But that's how I sort of became Ward Cleaver, if you will, and driving these family cars. It's Go, not a station wagon. Yeah, well, you yeah, know. the family truckster. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Sam? You got a car that you would take down the Land Motor Speedway and put out there on the track? Oh man, I can't think of one. That, you know, I'll, I'll have to go back to the car. One of my first cars, um, either Pontiac Le Mans or I did have a Cutlass. Uh, Four forty-two. Yep. 
Oh, I'm would have not, jealous. Now, I would have to have that. You know, I'm jealous. It was all black. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there saying, like, I don't need a land of motor speedway. I can just get on 285 or, or 400 and, and well, you know what, feel when, the same. You know, you when, 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 when folks weren't going to work every day, I understand they, they had a lot of racing going up on yeah, 400. Yeah, they did. Because 400 really? is just a straight Oh, yeah. Oh, that's straight call, shot you know what they right call there. 400? It has a nickname. What's that? It's called the Georgia Audubon. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, most of the time I'm on it, it's creeping. It ain't going that fast usually <laughs> when I'm on it. Well, but, you, but, what time of day you be on? Any time of day, man. Four hundred creeps. You know, you know he's he's right. Yeah, because well, a lot of folks moved up in that area. So, yeah, you know, man, it's okay. I'm one crowded. of them. I'm one of them. That, that thing creeps. I'm but, a proud uh, North Fulton resident. Uh, yeah, would I you take know. it around the perimeter though, if you had that car, or would you? Here you go, motorcycle. I've I've been a past motorcycle owner. Around the perimeter, because start at the King and Queen building, go all the way around. By the way, you know how long the how, how many miles the perimeter is. People. I am going to give an estimated guess about 64. Ooh, you're two off. I heard, at least that's what I heard, 62. Okay. Really? Yeah, 62 All miles. Around? All the way around. King, King and Queen building, do the, do the lap. I don't know how fast you could go if you go on the west side. You know, there's always a lot of stuff right in there. You, you get around 75. But you can take it around the east side, around through the cab. I think you can you can make some moving, moving on there. Yeah. On that side of it. But to wrap it up, like I said, you know, we I put up the article on 92.9thegame.com, the family-friendly event that is created at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I just wanted to make sure we send the listeners out to that. And I'm going to – I think I've only been to one event. I have never been to AMS. I've been to Talladega. You want to go next week? I think I, think I might. You know, I'm going to look at my, my schedule, see if I can put it in. You, you, got, the, you got the connection from yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I see. That's why, see, see. That's why no, I hang what you out with do. you guys. This is what you yeah, that's do. why I hang out you with got, you guys. But you want when you want to go in and be down in the pits and all that yeah. before yeah, the race. Yeah, we went in the but pits, afterwards – you want to go up in like Ed Clark's office. If Brandon's got that office, that's where you want to be. Or there, no, Brandon. Is that where the after party is? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But the office and then the box that accompanies it. That's okay. why I took. That's why I took. It sounds like sounds like a you know, he's testifying he, he's over there. No, but the again, you're doing the race. He's down there busy, man. He's working. Who? Brandon's working during the race. Yeah, but he pops up there once in a while. See who's eating his food. Yeah, he, he's down. He's down there. Well, he may pop up there. Yeah, let's go see who's but up there. But then it's a 400, not a 500. It's a shorter race. That's going to be a different dynamic. Right. There's going to be a lot, lot less logging laps. Uh-huh. Every lap's going to be meaning something. Everybody, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? You got to go for it. That's the thing I'm looking forward to with this particular race next week. Is you aren't just out there logging laps, riding around, and wait till we get to you know getting close to five. No, no, you got to make your moves. And of course, the way the track is configured now, all the lead changes—that's what's going to be special. Watching that's this race, fun that, to watch. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And pace so, yourself so, so. too, because we got a three o'clock start. They dropped the flag at three. Yeah. So just like going on a cruise ship, you don't want to eat too much during breakfast and lunch, right? Because you got well, dinner I'm, coming I'm up. I'm gonna be here with you guys from six a.m. to ten a.m. Then go home and take a little nap, and maybe head on down to Hampton, Georgia. Say that again. You're gonna go. You're gonna off at us at ten o'clock. You're gonna take a nap. We'll take a yeah. nap. And nah, then you dude. think you're gonna be able to drive right to the track? No, nah, dude. No, nah, you nah, ain't doing nah, that. Nah, you, you need to get when we get off the air at ten. You better straight. have a helicopter ready to take you right there and drop <laughs> you off. Well, you know you want to have a helicopter, but we can drive in because there's a new way in off Highway 20. You don't go straight down Tara. Right, because uh, 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 they did that a couple light. years ago where yep, they made no. the entrance and exit yep, a little easier, yep, right? On, yep, on, on Highway 20, you know, down, down around McDonough, you get that, it drives you right through the backside, and we get the credential trail that we get our stuff we need. Okay. We go inside and we, uh, you know, we hang out. Well, see, I, I got to figure out something to do next weekend because I, I gave up my trip to New Orleans for the Essence Music Festival to hang out with you guys for three days this weekend. You wow, know, so. you're supposed to be down in New Orleans right really? now? Really? Yeah, man. Yikes. You know, you know but when you I, know. I talked talk with Hugh Douglas about that this week. I said, you, you're going to say, 
No, nah, man, it ain't going down there. <laughs> well, it, it's it's back to more of the normal event. I haven't been there since the you know for the past two years, but I, before that, it was one of my regular Fourth of July really? extravaganzas. Man, yes, it is fish grease hot in New Orleans, and it's all the people down there. But and, you know, I went to the very first one. I went to the very first one. When was that? Um, again, which years? In the nineties. Okay. Uh, before I moved. Who were the headliner acts back then? Bill Bill DeVoe. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Patty LaBelle. <laughs> well, she been the headliner like a Patty thousand LaBelle. times. Uh, Luther's a one. There's one time about <laughs> oh, that. Luther that, that was there. Luther, yeah, Luther. Oh man. You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Um, that, that's the, the night that, that, that I went. Got on a plane that was packed with women. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy going to the <laughs> was a, That was nothing festival. on that plane. I, said, I ain't this, going there to see the acts per se. There's nothing on this plane but women. But I mean, of course, and I, you was upset course, about I, that. Of course, Essence Magazine, right? So I'm like, okay. That's you brought up you, you brought up our coworker Hugh. Yeah, and and, and he, I've been <laughs> wanting to see him about this insignificant piece of information I got for today. Okay, I had never heard of this person before. Did you know there was a? Uh, you ever heard of Hugh Carpet? No. Hugh Carpet, I never heard of him either. He was also known as Hugh the Great. For what? Because he was crowned the King of the Franks and then King of France. Okay, I'm serious. King of the Franks, like the ballpark Franks? I don't know. You make your own joke up. Because that's a good thing for this weekend. There's a lot of those going to be partaking tomorrow. Especially tomorrow. (laughs) Nathan's up there at Coney Island, right? It's the year, though, that, that, that made me stop for a second. 987. Not four digits, 987. But, yeah, you're right. The king of the Franks, obviously that writes itself. But then they said later that year he was made king of France. But I think that Mr. Douglas would love to be known as Hugh the Great. Don't get that started. Yeah, really, man. <laughs> I didn't. Y'all may not like it, but I'm just I, telling you, I think yeah. he would love that. I, I'll tease After you because a real if, person. you know, with un- all the unfortunate car luck he has, he don't have a car he can take down to Atlanta Motor Speedway. See, y'all, That's you know, nothing funny, man. That, that ain't funny. I can do that. Because yeah. every, every time Morehouse beats up on Central State, I dog him every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to you. Central State's going to play at the uh, – the Black College Football Hall of Fame game up in Canton, Ohio, is going to play Winston Salem State up there. Yeah, I'm sure. So that is that is that is big for them with that game being in Ohio. So it's going to be big for them. That hey, is your segment still? Well, we got to grow the break, and, and we got somebody calling. You got to sign the, off on the VIP line. So uh oh, I'll but figure that I'll out. Let you when we handle it. Yeah. And as we get ready for the eight o'clock hour coming up, Terrell Thomas, these urban times, we're going to talk about all this stuff going on in the NBA and movement. Got a casting call for you. But Sam and I return jobs. to our want ads. Jobs. Coming up in just a few minutes, we have got jobs, jobs. to let you know about. Yes. It is there for you. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app.